0: Welcome to another episode of Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. I'm your host, Steve Pew, and this is a special episode, Revenge of the Fifth. With me today is Shing. Thank you for joining me again, Shing. It's great to have you back on the show. And I have another voice with me today. Uh, this is Fox. You will be hearing her a lot more often uh, in the D&D podcast, so it is a pleasure to have her on the show as well. Thank you very much, Fox. Um. So let's go ahead and uh, before I introduce or rather get to know a little bit more about Fox and introduce her a little more to you guys. Uh, Shink, what have you been up to?
1: Um, The usual drawing maps, playing video games, trying to survive.
0: Yeah. Did you uh, watch any of the Falcon Winter Soldier or uh, God, what was the yeah, Mandalorian was out by the time you were on the show?
1: Yes, I finished Mandalorian season two long ago. I have not. I finished WandaVision. WandaVision <gasps> was fun. Okay. Nice. But I haven't watched the Falcon and the sh- and what is it called? I have no Venture Soldier. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I love Winter Soldier, but I haven't had the time to sit down and give it my attention yet. Which I want to give it. And so it'll be coming soon, but I haven't watched it yet.
0: Yeah. No, I know you are a little bit of a gamer, so uh what have you been really getting into? What has been getting you excited? Are you now? Do you are you a PC gamer? A play a console gamer?
1: Yes, yes. Both? I'm all of the above. Um, I just got a new Switch, so and with it, I got the new Monster Hunter Rise. So I tested that. But Littlewood just came out on Switch, and so that's been my life again. I love Littlewood because I like the farm sim games, like Marvelous's Story of Season and such. So Littlewood has been taking up a lot of my time. And then I accidentally started playing Final Fantasy fifteen again, which was like <laughs> a Marvel- <laughs> <laughs> And so I think I disappeared for a couple days of that one, too.
0: My brother is hardcore into Final Fantasy 7, so that like I, I he absolutely uh, loves those games. I could never get into I'm going to be honest, I could never get into the Final Fantasy kind of games uh, because I like seeing my enemies. And I hate it that like you walk around, like you can't even walk down the street, and all of a sudden it just does that whoosh, fade. That that's that's the exact sound it sounds like too. It's um, just and then
1: you should try um you should try twelve and fifteen because they're they're not turn based. They're uh-huh. what is it called like live? And so you uh-huh. can literally walk in, attack, and walk out, and still see the monster. It doesn't like cut screen into ga- into battle.
0: All right, cool. I'll I'll have to take that into note. Now, I am a, I do like Monster Hunter, by the way. That is the movie terrible, god awful, absolutely horrible movie. But the game has always been a blast. Um, so, did you like that at all? Yeah,
1: I haven't seen the movie. I'll oh. have to I'll have to check it out. Uh, I have it's to like my own opinion.
0: <laughs> uh, it's Mystery Science Theater three thousand bad. Like oh, it's
1: oh okay
0: okay. <laughs> um, I actually, just looked it up. It may. It was budgeted at $60 million and they only made $35 million.
1: Oh, yeah, I'll <laughs> definitely check it out
0: then. <laughs> um, so let's introduce our other host, Fox. Fox, thank you so much for being on. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Of course. Um, greetings and salutations. Uh, my name is Fox. Voidfox21 is my gamer tag and also my username on all platforms. Um, I am a cosplayer, I'm a gamer, I work as a model, a photographer, a voice actor, in addition to being a programmer in my daily life. So that lends to a very interesting kind of perspective to some of my other interests, especially when it comes to video games. I kind of know a little bit of the back end as well, which is both fun and a struggle at times. So no. that's that's very interesting when you get... Um, <laughs> CD Project Red style conflicts. <laughs>
0: um, sure. You said you you, you cosplay. Um, what are some of your favorite characters? Do you have a certain category that you like to cosplay, or a certain character that you prefer overall?
2: I really just do whatever I want in yeah. terms of cosplaying genres. I have a lot of you know different source material that I like. Um, and I really like cosplaying with my friends, whether that's in a specific group or just, you know, hey, I think this idea would be really cool for you. So uh, some of my favorite cosplays that I've done, I have the um, final Scarlet Witch outfit from Age of Ultron, where it's, you know, when it, it's at the very end and they mm-hmm. see you see everybody's new outfit. So her big, long leather coat. Uh, I've got that one. I've gone to Colossal Con in that outfit. So I've stood in, you know, 90 degree Ohio heat in full leather and heeled boots. Good for uh, you. Holy which cow. is a commitment in and of itself. I, I can I... never pull off the heels.
0: I can never yeah, pull Yeah, no, off. That's a, that really was <laughs> the hardest part. Let me tell you.
2: Um, so that's a, that's a really fun one. I did Star Wars wise right after. The Force Awakens had just come out. It came out in December, and I had a convention in January, and we did a gender bent main trio mm-hmm. group. So, I did um, a gender bent Poe Dameron, which was really fun, and he's one of my favorite characters from the new uh, trilogy. So, that was really fun. I did a lot of, I, bit, I did basically like the, the a fighter pilot focus. So, I had the I had the flight suit. And I didn't want to walk around in that in the bulky white vest all day. So I tied the uh, I, I did a lot of work dam- kind of damaging the flight suit itself. And I, you know, put my boots on and I tied it around my waist and I had a tank top and I put like a band and like bandages on my arms and I had, you know, bruise makeup and all sorts of stuff. So that was m- a little bit more realistic for a rebel pirate pirate, a little bit more realistic for a rebel pilot. And. So that was a really fun one, especially because, like I said, the, um, the movie had just come out. People were re-hyped about Star Wars. That was really fun. And then my other favorite cosplays have got to be my critical role cosplays. Uh, I cosplay both Pilith and Vexalia. I think the coolest thing that's ever happened to me with those was I took some form. I did a formal version of Vexalia, just a really nice blue dress, you know, the wig and everything very clearly, mm-hmm. you know, everybody could tell who I was but you know nice formal version and then we got some photos taken at Gen Con this was 2018 and 18 goodness the world the time now is so (laughs) screwy to me but the last Gen Con that I went to Mm. and a little bit after that they were doing basically a special one-shot for the Critical Role series and I tweeted out the picture and I tweeted out basically, you know, I'm really excited to see what Matt Mercer has in store for everybody. Here's a picture of me as Vexali at Gen Con and Critical Role retweeted it and my phone blew up.
0: That's awesome. So
2: that was super fun to see, you know, the creators of the content, you know, recognizing it. And yeah, that was, that was just a really cool moment. Um, it is a, the, act of my phone buzzing itself off the table with the notifications (laughs) is affectionately and very realistically referred to as the critter, Twitter death hug. Uh, (laughs) And I got to know the meaning of that very intimately. So that was kind of a really cool memory.
0: That's awesome. That's, that's, that's nice to get that fan recognition. Yeah. They, they appreciate what you're doing and that's, that's very, that's very sweet. That's very cool. Um, so you said you did uh, uh, Scarlet Witch. Are you going to do because of from WandaVision? Are you going to do classic uh, Halloween costume style WandaVision or her I... new badass costume with the oh, hoodie my and everything? Oh
2: I am in love with the new costume. The new design is spectacular. The one thing I'm waiting for is I cannot do leather work that intricate. God, I wish. Oh, so you make I, your own
0: costumes. You make them from I'm, scratch. I make
2: my so I do the fabric work to, from my costumes. I do I do a lot of the fabric work. I do a lot of retexture if i buy something i do a lot of retexturing for it usually Mm -hmm. um for example another good example is i'm building my bucky barnes cosplay right now um my winter soldier is in the works but again he's got a leather (laughs) it's technically a full jacket and then he's got you know the one arm is off but i purchased the leather base for that because i don't do leather work um, and so I'm mostly doing just accenting and, compil- and actual compilation. And then a friend of mine is making me the arm. Um, but for anything that I can, I do the fabric work myself. Um, and it's it's really just a matter of finding balance in what you can do. But the point is that I can't make that Wanda costume myself. So I have to purchase it. And one of my favorite accents of that costume is right along the the neckline of it. She has kind of the cutout of the infinity stone Mm -hmm. and i'm waiting for one of the costume producers that i like to make one the the ones that originally came out didn't have that cut out so i'm waiting for details like that and that's one of the you know one of the really cool things about cosplay is getting to pick out what details you like and certainly you don't have to be perfectly screen accurate to be a valid cosplayer but making sure that you prioritize you get to prioritize the details you like um, and that's why I like seeing a lot of cosplay interpretations with something like, for example, Critical Role, where it's a D and D campaign, and you have official art, but you also have a lot of ways y- that you can interpret that for yourself, and you can make something that is clearly the character, but is also, you know, inspired by your own abilities and your own interests. So that's a lot of fun for sure.
0: That's that's awesome. I, sorry, I wanted to look it up to see the costume and everything. Yeah, okay. it, and that is. It, That is would be awesome. Um, I I, yeah, that is very cool. Um, So. As much as I I enjoy talking about Marvel, this episode is not about Marvel. This is about (laughs) Star Wars. This is Revenge of the Fifth. Uh, However, before we go any further, I need to announce the uh, sponsor of this week's episode or this today's episode. Uh, This episode is brought to you by the Eldritch Foundry, the custom go to miniature creator. Go on today, make your legendary character, and use them to any campaign or games that you are using. Uh, use the code DNA15 and get 15% off your next order. Uh, they always do some great stuff for us, so we definitely want to make sure we give them the credit that they deserve. Uh, so, yesterday was, was uh, May the 4th. Uh, so I sat down with a, guy, uh, a couple gentlemen who are just hardcore uh, Star Wars guys. They are my gurus, my go-to's, and I had them answer a bunch of hardcore, difficult questions. I'm not going to ask that of you, ladies, today. You know, it's I, not that I doubt your knowledge, but if I can stump them, it's it's <laughs> it's it's always a a great moment. Uh, however, I wanted to sit down and talk to you because star wars means a lot for a lot of people there's always that special moment uh when you even say in the words star wars you automatically have that moment that pops in your head you have that memory that pops in your head that that you just hold on to and it's you know i kind of wanted to talk to you guys about that you know it's what are some of these moments for you so uh shing i'll start with you when i say the word star wars What is the moment out of everything that has come out that pops in your head?
1: So, I am from a very, very strict family. My parents are Marines. Um, i never miss a day of school unless I could prove I was sick. Hmm. And when Phantom Menace came out, my mom pulled us all out of school and took us to go see the Phantom Menace. And that was, like, the biggest thing as a kid because I'd never, ever played hooky before i never dared to lie to my parents but yet my parents were lying to my school for me to go watch star wars and experience star wars in the theater and forever that will be one of the dearest memories for me so i don't care how much like anybody hates jar jar binks he is my hero
0: oh oh man so great wonderful memory i commend you on your like tentativeness and association with Jar Jar Binks but as a kid as a kid when I I saw him I thought he was great but as an adult when I go back and watch him all I can think about is just hoping that the scene changes where he got his hand stuck in the pod racer and I'm just like come on take him out take him out
1: right yeah nine nine year old me had like (laughs) had a Jar Jar Binks calendar 30 year old me has an Obi-Wan Kenobi calendar. Like I understand completely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you're really excited about Ewan McGregor coming back and playing uh, Obi-Wan.
1: I think Obi-Wan Kenobi, like Ewan McGregor is one of my top five actors and Obi-Wan Kenobi is like the best person in Star Wars. Like I absolutely just love Obi-Wan. Like how can you not love the sass that Ewan throws out there?
0: <laughs> All I think about is the, the the little scene in from uh when he's about to meet General Grievous. Hello there, you know.
1: <laughs> Iconic, right? I I love him. Um
0: so what about you, Fox? What's your uh what's your Star Wars first pop-up memory?
1: So
2: my first memory so I've been a Star Wars fan literally since before I could remember. Which is such a funny thing that it's always just been a part of my life. Mm. So one of my distinct very early memories is my dad coming home from work. And he gave me a t-shirt and it had the movie poster for Empire Strikes Back on it. Mm. And he goes, well, you have to wear this to school tomorrow. And I was like, I mean, sure, but why? And he's like, well, tomorrow is May the 4th. And he explained to me what May the 4th and Revenge of the 5th were. You know, in relation as star with days to celebrate Star Wars, and so I legitimately still have that shirt, and it was I looked it up, and it was a it was when the prequels were coming out, they did a run. Old Navy did a run of all the movie posters as shirts. And when my dad bought it for me, it's it's like an adult small, <laughs> so it absolutely was a tent on me then. But somehow it, that sucker has held up, and it fits me to this day. I wore it I last have week.
0: It? Good job. That's awesome. My wife is trying to throw out all my old shirts. That's that's nice you get to hold on yours to yours. probably
2: have holes in them. Uh,
0: I, 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 I kid you not. What, Fox, you're 24. I think I have shirts that are almost older than you. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs>
2: That, that checks out
0: yeah no yeah that's it's i have shirts from when like Paxon first opened up in malls <laughs> <laughs> i'm only 34 all right i'm only 34 but i just have shirts i, I didn't grow much after 18 like that <laughs> that was pretty much it so you know they're, they're shirts that are a little vintage um i was talking to the uh the guys yesterday uh May the fourth actually holds a special place in my heart because um, I proposed to my wife on May the fourth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's such a sweet memory. It's it really is, and I, I totally recommend you listen to it. Just so I don't have to. I won't repeat it twice on here because I know everybody's going. Oh, that's so cheesy. Uh, but it was a really fun thing, uh, mostly because she told me that I wasn't allowed to propose to her on a holiday, and. She wasn't my boss yet, you know, she wasn't, because I, I don't know if you know this, when a guy marries a woman, they automatically lose all adult authority whatsoever, and they're not allowed to make decisions, it is a known fact. It's not written anywhere, it's an unwritten law, but once that happens, I, I, I have no say anymore, <laughs> but before then I said, you know what, I'm going to be a rebel, and she, she's, not a, she's not a nerdy person, that's the thing, she's not a nerdy person at all. And the fact that she caught on that it was May the 4th, you know, <laughs> kind of dumbfounded me. You know, she she started learning my ways like, you know, so <laughs> it's a it's a good memory. It's a it's it's something I hold on to. Um, you know, I, I have tons of special Star Wars memories, like when I think about it. And I love hearing other people's because usually it's, you know, them and their parents, um, I I had I have great memories with my parents with Star Wars, but my fondest memories, I kid you not, are with my son, where he got to get into Star Wars and he, uh, started learning and finding out all the stuff and watching the movies. Um, your yours was Jar Jar Binks and uh, Obi Wan Fox. Who was your go-to characters?
2: So. I have a younger I have two younger sisters and I remember for Halloween one year my younger sister had the like Halloween city fun buns with her costume and I got to be Padme Amidala and I had the I had the white jumpsuit and I I'm sure I have that blaster somewhere but I I was so excited to get to be Padme for Halloween. I thought she was the coolest person ever
0: so everyone is all about the good guys my son is Kylo Ren hardcore. He is a Sith Lord. I kid you not. This is how Sith Lord and dark side. He is. His room is completely like Imperial red. It is like the, the Sith Lord red color, uh, there's Darth Vader stuff up on the wall. His lightsabers. He has two of them because you know, Daddy's a nerd, so Daddy goes all the goes all out. He's going <laughs> to it, finish what you started. Yeah. Cool, and he so has nice ones, red ones.
1: I have to defend myself here because while okay. I love Obi Wan, I love him. He's my favorite character. Darth Maul is so. Oh my amazing. god! With like, the dueling, I, that's, that's action. I are like my favorite. Whenever I play a campaign that's in Star Wars. I'm Zabrak. I don't care. I have dressed up as Zabrak before. I love the way their tattoos are. I love them. So when I worked at a pharmacy, um, I was a pharmacy technician supervisor, and I got to name my team. And all the other teams are like, "We're the Tigers. We're the Eagles." And my team was Shing's Sith, and I wasn't <laughs> allowed to put the Sith boards, so we were just the Sith. And so everybody on our team loved it that we were the dark side of the pharmacy. <laughs> my my team just skyrocketed, and we did so well. We just loved being a Sith. So, I, I have a fondness for the Sith, too. He,
0: that's awesome. Now, I'll tell you this. I took him to Disney World, and we went and he did... <laughs> This is how Sith he was. I kid you not. So they have this where they wouldn't allow adults. I got weird looks for trying to do the Jedi Academy at Disney World with the other kids. However, so he was allowed to do it. And the lady was like, Yeah, so you can go up and you can be a Jedi. Cold stone, dead stare looked at this poor girl doing her job. I am not a Jedi. I am a Sith Lord. I will destroy all the Jedi that come in my grasp. Like, I, I'm like, who are you? Cool. And th- this poor girl didn't know what to do. She's just like, oh, well, to be a Sith Lord, you got to kill a Sith Lord. And he goes, then it must be done and walks away. Kid you not, that happened. Then we go, and after he does the academy, he, you know, he does the fighting, he fights Kylo Ren, and after that, Uh, He goes and he gets to actually meet the characters and everything. He gets down on one knee and like, as soon as he sees him bows his head down, looks up at him seriously and says, I pledge my allegiance to you. I wish to be your apprentice. Like, and the guy, and uh, the guy was just like, "Yes, yes." Obviously, everything they say in their mask is all pre-recorded, so he had nothing to say. But he is just like going to town, laughing everybody. And my son was serious. He's like, "Where are we going?" I'm, I'm a Sith Lord, Dad. I am. I'm like, "What's going go. Yeah. So, yeah, and dad wasn't a fan of uh, the scene in episode seven where Kylo kills his dad. You know, spoilers if you haven't seen the Star Wars movies. But, you know, hey, Revenge of the Fifth. Uh, Yeah, dad wasn't a fan because I just looked over at my son and he just had that stare on his face like if it has to be done, it has to be done.
2: Well, he's committed. Yeah.
0: He's gonna be. He the is. Lord. He is. He was committed. Now, now he's no. He's still hardcore into Star Wars. He's still very much into Star Wars, but he's now he's really into Harry Potter. And I don't understand how you go from Sith Lord to Hufflepuff. Like Aww. I do not, he is a Hufflepuffle. He is. He, he he We did it. He he has. He knows his Patronus. He knows what his wand is, and he knows his house. And I'm like, all right, here comes a Slytherin. Team Hufflepuff. Huh. Did not see that one coming. Listen,
2: badgers will mess you up. <laughs> he, he's
0: and a that's honey coming badger. coming
2: from his leather end.
0: He's a honey badger. Let me tell you what. He is, like, hardcore. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the, I, I, what is it about stars? Let me ask you ladies this. What is it about Star Wars that brings in so much variety? Of, so many people from every background has this fond memory. It's this... What is it about it that makes it so appealing?
1: Well, I think to begin that it was just so new to our parents that I really think it just laid the foundation for science fantasy. Like it's not exactly sci-fi and it's not fantasy. It made its own genre. And even in the 70s, it itself was just so new and revolutionary that it just sparked so many people. And it just really grew an audience because of that.
0: Did you want to add anything to that fox or do you think that was it?
1: I be- actually think that
2: you made the the exact point that I always make is that because it's science fantasy um science fiction is a beautiful genre but sometimes people get a little intimidated by it um even if you watch something like Star Trek and I have, I love Star Trek but every once in a while you're trying to zone out on the couch and the tech speak just starts firing off and pseudo tech or not you're like I don't know what's happening anymore and because it is science fantasy um because it is essentially the realization of George Lucas playing, you know, with sticks in his backyard it becomes so accessible to people and i think that it's so much fun because it's this wonderfully fleshed out world that it that could exist completely within just the movies and you could never touch another piece of media and you would have it you would have the full star wars experience and you'd be fine But then it kept expanding and you had, you know, you had the EU, you have the, you have the games, you have all these different interpretations, fan made or or the EU was originally fully endorsed and you have all these things that are effectively never touched on in the core movies. Mm -hmm. You have even, even pre Mandalorian, we had two TV shows before Mandalorian, I think.
0: Uh, Rebels, Clone Wars and
2: might be three the point is we had multiple we have multiple tv shows and multiple novels and games and so much more of an expanded universe that you had the option to engage with that it really lets people be as interested as they want to be in it and they get as much enjoyment as they want out of it uh i think that because the especially now that the the fandom is so established you have all these transformative works all this you know fan fiction fan art what have you that even without the AU that's built its own sort of set of rules for this universe for what's behind you know the set of the movies that if you want to explore that you can and the idea being that Really, anyone could end up being a Jedi. Anyone could end up being a Sith if they really wanted to, and it just gives people the opportunity to engage, and people do.
0: Yeah, I I, I like that. I I've always found it, in kind of like uh, piggybacking on that, it's you now you can be a Mandalorian. It's never stopped anybody because legitimately. And way, way, way back when we did the uh, the first Mandalorian episode, we sat there and we talked about it. And we're, and because in reality, Boba Fett had like maybe six lines in the entire trilogy. He had maybe <laughs> 10 minutes of screen time. And that's being very generous. Uh, so, and he built a whole cult off of this one guy. And it was because he was this bad boy, Western kind of bounty. He was a bounty legitimately. He was a bounty hunter, but he had that kind of like when he walked, you heard the clicking of the spurs. He wasn't, he didn't have these mythical powers. He wasn't able to do all these things that other people were doing yet. He was still able to go toe to toe with Jedis and Sith Lords and Darth Vader and anybody else. He was able to be that guy. And I, and that is what built this huge fandom for that. But I've always thought that the there's there's so many different species in the Star Wars fandom. There's so many different uh, positions. there's you know jedis, there's Sith Lords, there's the you know the galactic uh, mercenaries. there's the there's so there's a lot of stuff
2: well, even if you think about it, and again, going back to people being able <clears throat> to engage as anyone, you have an entire rebel alliance. That are basically just people. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. have, you, you could be theoretically a part of, you know, Red Squadron, Black Squadron, Rogue Squadron after a while. And you could just be a person. You don't have to have mystical powers. You don't have to be the chosen one. You could just be a person. And that's something that they ended up kind of touching on more come the new trilogy. That there were just a lot of regular people in the world. And I think that's something that everyone wants to be special, but they get to, but people get to do that on their own terms.
0: I respect that. I like that. I like that a lot. It's definitely, because you think about like, legitimately, pretty much everybody from Rogue One is just like that. You look at Poe Dameron. You look at well, I, I was going to well, say Poe Fem- Dameron.
2: Poe Dameron's a legacy. You know his. I I know they didn't touch on it, and I'm still mad because justice for Shara Bay, but he's canonically, his mom is a a very well known squadron, uh, rebel squadron fighter. Really? Okay, okay. Oh. So (laughs) the short version is that um, Poe is from Yavin 4. Which uh-huh. is we see the Battle of Yavin is where um, Wedge and Luke are the only two sur- it's, are the only two surviving um, members of Red Squadron. Mm-hmm. So that's that battle, and then Shara Bay is EU, but she is canonically a very well-known Rebel Squadron fighter, and Cass Dameron is. Poe's father, they get together you know post original trilogy, and then they have poe who join ends up joining up with the still standing you know rebel alliance. the rebel alliance, so he would have been he basically grew up as a part of the rebel alliance he they don't touch on it as much, but he's like he's a legacy fighter pilot, so that's that's kind of a really cool thing. Cass Dameron and Charabé's story is absolutely adorable. Um, And their romance is very sweet. And if you're ever looking for a story to read, read, find and read that one because it's adorable. Um, So that was a really exciting thing to see, you know, when they put him up and then it Mm -hmm. was like, oh, hey, they never talk about it. It's fine.
0: (laughs) So... Knowing everything that we know about the Star Wars universe, uh, I'm going to ask this silly question because I love this question. Uh, If you could be any kind of position, if you could choose a, like if you wanted to be a Jedi or uh, something of that sort, what would you want to be? And I'll even go even further. Would you still want to be human in the Star Wars universe? What would you like to, to, what would you be, Uh, Shing?
1: Oh, um, I think probably a gray Jedi. Like, I I know I can't be a regular Jedi. I couldn't, like, I like the thought of being part of the Jedi, but I'm not very good at following rules, and I'm not very good at conformity, but I'm not evil. (laughs) And so, like, I want to be chaotic neutral in a sense.
0: Okay. Would you still be human?
1: No, I'd be a Zabrik, for sure. I want them horns. But then again, I would probably <laughs> walk very, very thin, close line to that Sith Lord, like Lord, like Lord's Lordum.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Fox?
2: Oh, geez. Um, I think I'd want to be a fighter pilot. I think I'd want to be, you know, part of the X-wing legion. Right, I right. think that would be everybody want everybody now says they want to be a Mandalorian, but you sort of have to end up there, you know, and I like my family. So maybe not do that.
0: <laughs> um it's like Would people you,
2: saying they want to be Batman and their parents are like, well, sweetie,
0: <laughs> be Iron Man. How about that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, even then that's still it. And well, winter soldier kind of, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, okay.
2: finish that one.
0: Uh, he KO'd them out real good. Um, so I'm I'm assuming you want to be a Gungan, too. A Gungan pilot. You, you know? know what? You really got me. <laughs> Actually,
2: an, you know, another one I probably wouldn't want to be, but that is really cool just conceptually, is uh, I was playing in one of the... I, I was playing the Legends tabletop game, and I played a Zeltron Padawan, mm. and that was... I felt bad because she was having a rough time. <laughs> but they are... Um, They're known for being, their home planet is known for being like a party planet, but it's because they are empathic, so they just want everybody to have a fun time, so they create a fun atmosphere, and I'm like, you know, I can get behind that. I don't know that that would be someone who's well, you know, I don't know that I'd be well suited to then go into war, but that was... This is a great
0: time, guys! (laughs) We're
2: having so much fun! (laughs) Waves, glow sticks... (laughs)
0: um i'm not gonna lie like i i I sat here and i put a lot of thought to it i would like to be force sensitive if i was in this universe but i legitimately think (laughs) i i don't want to be a jedi i don't want to be a sith i don't want to be anything that is like i think i want to be like a force sensitive mailman like (laughs) just Just
2: like guy who's really good at getting the mail there like
0: i can throw the mail into the box from like way far away because think about it nobody's going after the mailman if you're a pilot or you know even if you're like transporting cargo or something they're always getting hijacked they're getting like attacked by space pirates or the rebel alliance because they need resources or they're getting attacked by the empire because they think they're helping out the rebel alliances Nobody's going after the mailman. So I get to enjoy this universe. I get to see all the stuff. I can travel really far, far. I can, you know, I can do the I can do all this fun stuff. And I don't have to worry about anything. And if I just happen to be force sensitive, then I can just be like, you know, when somebody's like, "Hey, uh, I think you lost my letter." I'm like, "You got your letter. I misplaced my letter." <laughs>
2: I think that's so, it's so interesting because we as, you know, the viewers of Star Wars are so aware of what the Force can do. And I think us looking at it with that sort of external knowledge, we all go, you know, wouldn't wouldn't you want to know? Wouldn't you want to be involved in this big cool thing this part of the universe wouldn't you not want to miss out and i think that's also kind of where the idea of gray jedi came from is partially just because you know the people who are like i don't want to be an extremist but it seems kind of neat to be able to make things fly there you
1: go that like basically nailed me (laughs) (laughs)
0: like i don't want
2: to be a nun but the catholic church seems to have a cool idea about their music it's basically (laughs) the same energy
0: I love it when my son goes well. we'll, Like case in point, with the Star Wars universe, or with Harry Potter, or uh, we play this tabletop game called Warhammer 40K. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Uh, He's like, I wouldn't. You want to live in this universe? And I'm like, every single time, I'm like, no, God, no, would I want to live in this? I'm like, no, I don't want giant robotic uh, Necrons coming after me. I don't want vicious creatures. Like, there's never a happy ending in any of the lore. And let alone any of that stuff, or when we watched Monster Hunter, he's like, man, I wish that was real. And I said, dude, I don't know what universe you live in, but there's no way in hell I want some 80 foot long fire beating dragon that can't is bulletproof, you know, just walking by me. Now nah, I'm good. I don't, I don't even want dinosaurs back. I'm good.
1: That's exactly like with zombies. Everyone's like, "Do you want a zombie apocalypse?" I'm like, "No, the stress would be horrible. <laughs> like, I don't want to deal with that." The first also, thing I, I appreciate
2: I appreciate everyone's you know, hero fantasy of oh well, if the if. The zombie apocalypse came. This was so. This is so 2012. But, oh, when the zombie apocalypse comes, I'm gonna go to this place and I'm gonna, you know, set up shop here and I'm gonna do all this stuff. I'm like, man, I'm I'm gonna be gaming and I'm gonna take off my headphones and there's gonna be someone behind me going Rrr! like I'm going down. I'm okay with it. I can't run that well.
0: Hands it's up, fine. who's lasting less than a week? You know.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah. No. It's but, you know what. I don't really wanna like. I know that we, it's the same thing when I was modeling for a Regency photo shoot recently and people were like, oh, the clothing was so beautiful. Everything was so wonderful. I was like, they did not have internet. I don't want to (laughs) go. I will gladly except that i am spoiled with the technologies and comforts of the modern age and you know what we worked really hard to get here my ancestors would be absolutely awed and delighted by how much cinnamon i can f- afford to put in my coffee th- in the morning <laughs> and i'm okay with it it's fine let me live in my comforts and die in my comforts
0: the, the technology yeah it's actually funny that you can talk about cinnamon but uh, my grandmother my meemaw so we have in the south we have meemaws by the way um she's getting her first smartphone like ever she's never she's little yeah she just got her first smartphone she goes she goes well stevie what does it do and i'm like it's and i sat there and i thought about it. I'm like oh my god i'm like you have a device that has an unlimited source of knowledge that can communicate with anybody in any known language can get you any information that you want has an amazing camera on it is able to talk to anybody in any part of the world but you know, it's good for YouTube and stuff like that, or <laughs> <laughs> or now TikTok. <laughs> so you know, it's yeah, you can watch cool videos. That's that's what it's, everybody uses it for. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's just funny what people will think about and be like. Oh man, I wish I was living there, or I wish I lived in the medieval age, dude. They were using hay to wipe their butts. I'm good, you know.
2: Right. Absolutely <laughs> not. I think the only thing that I would take. If I got the opportunity to take one thing from like, you know, the future universe is and it's not even that far in the future is I take the holopads because I like the holopads okay. and they're just, they're just fancier iPads, but <laughs> I think they're neat. And I think I could safely take the holopads and nothing, there would be no butterfly effect. There would be no crazy repercussions. I think I could safely get away with, you know, the, the Tony Stark style, projections. I'm going back to MCU, I'm so sorry. But, you know, they they have all the projections for the council meetings, and they show all the the squadrons up in, you know, in interactable projections. I'm like, I would like that. That would be good. Anything else, I'm a little suspicious of what's going to happen. If I bring a lightsaber into this world... I'm not ready for the repercussions.
0: Oh, I no. That, I was I this. was literally about to say that I am not responsible enough as an adult with three kids to I be would handling a lightsaber. Have the moment because, <laughs> so
2: I have two lightsabers, and they have the hilt has the – I don't have neopixels. I have the ones where the hilt has the LED light in it and the light mm-hmm. cycles so that you can change the color. And then you put the blade on, and then you put the screws in, and then you fight with it. Um, And we all make fun of Luke For in The first movie he takes the lightsaber And he immediately looks at it And one of the first things I did when I got The darn lightsaber I turned it on and I couldn't tell if the light was on So I went oh whoop and I shot it right at my eye And I literally sat there I put it down and I was like I can never make fun of Luke Skywalker
1: again That's it I just Okay
0: Now Shing do you own any lightsabers?
1: I don't own anything really. <sighs> we gotta you're the get the odd person. man
0: out. Yeah, we'll get she, you a lightsaber. Don't worry, you're the odd She you needs. Can't.
1: She needs some Jar Jar Banks
2: merch. Someone, someone, collab with us to send Shing some Jar Jar Banks merch.
0: A gungan saber. That's what we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk. Oh to no! gungan like, well, ever
1: the, the Like
0: oh, <laughs> the, the well, orbs? one of those
1: like spherical orbs that they throw. Like yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I can't know. be trusted with that. I am. I, I legitimately, in my mind, I think why... There have I, been
2: Gungan Jedi. I had to look that up. Is there? Oh my there god, has, There terrifying. has canonically been a Gungan Jedi. I'm going to go to sleep thinking about that.
0: <laughs> I, I, but I, I, I was thinking about it. The reason I think I detest Jar Jar Binks so much is he's too relatable to me because I know I would be doing all the exact same stuff. Like, I'm going to want... Creepy. Yeah, I'm going to touch the robots. I'm going to – I don't know if I would, like, stick my tongue out and start licking random food or anything. But, you know, all the the shenanigans he gets up to, I would probably be a part of that. I I I
2: think we definitely – because – I think it's – I think Jar Jar Binks gives us the horror movie complex (laughs) where we're watching everything happen, and you go, no, you fool – don't touch that. That's where the murderer is. And then he touches it and you go, Oh, now things have to happen. (laughs)
0: That's, that's, I I can, I can relate with that one. I I definitely can agree with that one. Um, so I want to wrap up a little bit, but I, uh, I wanted to share some of these fun, uh, fun facts I found, uh, about star Wars. And I didn't even know some of these, which is really cool. Uh, did you know Yoda was almost played by a monkey? George no, Lucas.
1: Not.
0: He George Lucas originally wanted to have Yoda played by a monkey wearing a mask and carrying a cane. I, I don't
1: think they got very far. <laughs>
2: no, I don't. I am picturing the monkey from Umbrella Academy.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, what was his name? Um. What was it? Pogo. Pogo. Oh, I thought it was something else. I thought it was like Darwin or something. But yeah, you're right.
2: No, his name is Pogo. I'm yes. looking now. Now you've got me doubting myself. Well,
0: Umbrella. Who was the monkey? There was a monk. Oh, uh, I'm thinking from uh, Planet Pogo. of the Apes. Yes. That was, no, it,
2: Pogo is the one from Umbrella Academy. Planet of the Apes is Darwin.
0: Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn uses a Gillette razor as a communicator in episode one. one. You yeah. Did you know that? I didn't I have,
1: know that. Well, I worked. I used to work on film sets, and so I know all about makeshifting, like props and such, to make mm. things look. And like you have to be creative with items sometimes.
2: My favorite fact about Qui Gon Jinn is that he's canonically just a space hippie, and he <laughs> smells terrible.
1: <laughs> I do have a theory I want to talk about in a moment. Okay,
0: go, go so, it. Go for it.
1: I have this theory, and I'm dead set. I I think this is true. I think Qui-Gon Jin is Anakin Skywalker's father. I totally think 100% Qui-Gon and Shmi had a thing and Qui-Gon was hiding it just kind of like how Obi-Wan had a thing with uh Satine. Satine, yeah. Yeah, and so Qui-Gon when they're in the ch- and when they're on the 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 ship and he gets attacked he's like they're like talking about Tatooine. he's like oh yeah i know everything about this they're run from the they're run by the hut you know and i'm just like wow he knows a lot about Tatooine. okay whatever and then he beelines to the one store and only store that has the part that he needs he doesn't shop around he doesn't ask anybody else that they have this part he goes to the one store that he that just so happens to have anakin as a slave And I'm just like, okay. And then he knows Mind Tricks doesn't work on this guy. I mean, no Jedi Mind... Like, no Jedi Tricks works on him. I forgot the the guy's name. Oh, the... uh,
0: uh, Yeah.
1: And so... I don't
0: remember it, but yeah.
1: And then, so later on in the races, they're watching Anakin in the race, and he puts his hands on Shmi's shoulders, all creepishly, and then Jar Jar turns a look and he takes his hands off real slow. And then you can see him, like, at times having his hands on Shmi. And then they have, like, moments where she's like, yes, I remembered what you said. He's made from midichlorians. Like, he came from nothing, just like you told me to say. So, yes, I definitely think Qui-Gon 100% is Anakin's dad. And it makes way more sense than him getting, than Shmi getting space pregnant.
0: Look at you pulling out the tinfoil hat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's
0: got holy... the
2: red string
0: up on her
1: wall. <laughs> holy cow! I, my parents come in my room when I'm like 15. And I'm like, don't come in!
2: <laughs> wow! Just a lot of
1: pictures of qui like, it's not what you think. You have to watch the Tatooine and look at it and watch how, like, a little bit weird he is and how, like, he doesn't act normal. And he doesn't shop around. He can't be the only person with that part. He like why wouldn't he look around? Why didn't he realize none of his mind tricks were working? He should have known mind tricks didn't work on this type of person. So that's what I think. I think he was making a booty call. <laughs> I,
0: I don't even. I, I I don't even have words right now because I, I've never had the urge to go back and watch episode one. Until I then. now have. You hurt. have to watch. You have, I have to watch, to go watch it now.
1: Watch oh him like god. creepishly put his hands on like, and it's not like just like a friendly like hand on his shoulder. Like he has like his hands on her. And like
0: a lover's. Like this like is he's my. Like
1: we're watching it. Yeah, we're watching this race. You're fine. <laughs> oh my god. Just like comforting her, but like I mean, it totally fits in. I think Qui Gon is the dad. We need an episode need to of Space,
2: it. Mari. Oh my god,
0: that's. Wow. Shing in left field over there just bringing out the tinfoil hats and conspiracy theories You were like,
1: we need to talk about Star Wars and I was like, now is my time. (laughs) She's (laughs) ready. I have so so much to say.
2: (laughs) She's going to call her mom later. She's like, Mom, you thought I was crazy, but I'm not. I'm not
1: crazy. It matches. She'll just be like, it's just about me again. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. I, I, Dude, I... Good, man, I...
1: They look alike and everything. I mean, it just... He's a little blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid.
0: And plus the fun fact, he gets Liam Nielsen as his dad, too. That's pretty awesome.
1: Right, I'm sure he'd
2: be okay with it.
1: And, like, (laughs) Qui-Gon is such a powerful Jedi, it would make sense as to why Anakin's a powerful Jedi. Like, especially if his mom might have, like, dormant Jedi powers like Leia had for a while.
0: Look at you, man. You just blowing my mind over here. Good on you. Um, <laughs> anyway, any other facts? <laughs> I, 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 nothing that will come even close. Like, I'm like, of the Hutt was originally supposed to be furry, but, you know, that doesn't oh, mean anything. I hate, anything. That.
1: I hate <laughs> that. That is like so the much. first idea. That was
0: uh, awful. I'm like I'm looking up stuff. Like I'm just like, yeah, right, yeah. I have a bunch of these little neat ones, and I'm like, uh, all right, that's cool. Like, InSync was supposed to be in Clone Wars. Like they were gonna make a cameo, but Blair. dude, screw my fun facts. Like you were <laughs> over there, like just giving people like straight up like conspiracy theory canon over here. Like wow, to hell with me. Uh, <laughs> but so. Let's get ready to wrap this up, though, because uh, we have been going for a little bit. Uh, what? Any final thoughts about Star Wars? Like, are, are you guys excited for everything that's coming out? Uh, is there a specific thing? Like, I know technically The Bad Batch came out yesterday. Uh, so, is there anything that you're really looking forward to, if in the near future for Star Wars? Fox, I'm I'm going to assume you're you're excited about the uh, the the Rogue Squadron. Uh, is it a movie or show? That's no, is I it a show? Uh, so, but is, is there, Let me
2: Look uh, that up and we were re-record yeah,
0: no, no. that. Because <laughs> I
2: think it might be a movie, and I like I said that and I was like, oh wait.
0: Oh, it's all good. Mistakes happen. Uh, Shing, is there something you're looking it for? It is a movie. Oof.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I feel like anything they give me, I'm going to be happy with, especially if it's going to be in a film with all the hard work they'll put into it. I mean, it's just kind of like if you've ever been, if you are ever been a comic book fan or a manga fan, you understand that there's always going to be a difference between like the original uh, production and then like the movies or anime that comes out. So it's kind of like getting a double story. So whatever they give me, I'm going to be excited. Like, I didn't expect Mandalorian to be amazing. And when mm. that was just given to me on a silver platter, that was amazing. And so while I enjoyed Han Solo, I really hope I get more Obi-Wan. I know they canceled it. I don't know if it's coming back yet, but I was really hoping for an Obi-Wan movie. Uh, but really, We have the anything? cast
2: for it, don't we? Yeah. Didn't they announce the cast for it?
0: It's. I don't know if it's a movie. If I think it's the uh, a show, is what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, they're doing Obi Wan Kenobi series, which, in all honesty, the way that, uh, it, it, the way that Disney has been doing stuff, what you're getting is instead of you getting an hour and a half to we'll say three hours—that's being generous—uh, long movie, you're getting a series, which is going to essentially give you a six hour movie Uh, WandaVision was divided over 10 episodes Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier was divided over six and they both accumulated to about six hours if not more so six to seven hours of actual uh, show so that is better in my mind the way they had been doing it and and I I talked to David about this uh, a while back is you know, the algorithm that they have for their shows, is it worth going back to movies? Is, should Disney just stick with it? Because you get to relate to the characters more. You get to learn about them. Because I never really would have learned about Vision and, uh, and uh, Scarlet Witch. Uh, I really would have probably never spent the time to learn about uh, Falcon or Winter Soldier. Because they they didn't. They weren't characters I was interested in. Like, I love Deadpool. I love Carnage and Venom. Uh, I love my antiheroes and my really villainy villains. So, but now that I got to see these shows, I got to be more emotionally invested in these characters, and I'm curious to see where they go. Um, I
1: think they've definitely been more successful, because if you think about how, how how some movies have had spinoffs, spinoff mm-hmm. movies aren't doing well. Like, even... Harley Quinn had her own movie and it was supposed to be really good and it didn't do as well as supposed to, even though we all love Harley Quinn. And so I definitely did pretty, did pretty okay. But they had to even change the name. Yeah. They changed the the name because no one knew what birds of prey was. And so I think with us switching towards everyone streaming more often and how theater attendance is like down obviously for last year, I know that movies are going to come back and they're going to come back at a larger scale and be more like premiere or more Hollywood experience and they're going to rise in pricing. So I definitely think we're going to be seeing more streaming because movies are going to be coming more high-end, I think, in the future.
2: I mean, and we've seen that even with the Disney releases. Um, Ryan the Last Dragon released with a premiere ticket. Mulan did. Black Widow will be. We're seeing that as a streaming model already and i think that i think it's interesting because i definitely to a degree i think i prefer the series because i think we get a fun opportunity to build on some dynamics in a way that we wouldn't as much the the episodes having even if it's 5 minutes of filler time you you get 5 minutes to learn about the characters that you that it really feels like the stuff that would get cut for time for a movie gets left in a TV show in a good way.
0: Definitely. And, and, and that's, and that's kind of the same concept we came on. Like I, I said, I would like to, for the most part, learn about the characters in a serious form. And then you have the big battles as your movie. So that's like what gets you to go to the theater. So the next uh, big, bad evil guy, the BBEG might be Galactus because we're bringing in the Fantastic Four. It might be uh, uh, Kang. And so there's those options. It would be nice to go to a theater and sit down and say, "Okay, I get to see Galactus coming at Earth with the Silver Surfer. I get to see the Fantastic Four doing all this stuff." However, I would like to learn more about you know the characters, not so much their origin, but like other like character development. In a series it might be more fun to do that from home i mean I that's
2: a that's a format that anime has been very successful in doing is releasing movies for the big feature events but then the majority of the production is a series is
0: it mm-hmm. I, I i'm i'm not a huge anime person like i have mine like i like titan i loved death note back in the day I'm a uh,
2: relatively casual anime fan but that's definitely you? something that um that I've seen. I mean Demon Slayer just put out a movie um before they went into the latest run of Dragon Ball. They put out a movie between the two. Um between the two Dragon Ball series and so there's there's been a couple times where it's been very successful and I'd I'd like to see that considered more as a medium where it's, it is, it's a movie is an event. It's an extended episode kind of feel for something like that, where you have now that we have so many saga movies where it's not just a standalone story, it's building on this existing world. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of potential for something like that, especially like we've said with the rise of streaming services and With the death of theaters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately, COVID has definitely been a thing. But uh, like I said, overall, I'm very excited. Uh, I can't wait to see what they bring out. I'm excited to see what they do with Boba Fett. I'm excited to see what they do with Mandalorian Season 3. Now that we don't have Grogu Around, I, I'm I'm curious to see who the diehards are that stick around to see what happens.
2: I'm st- I'm curious to see if that'll come full circle or what will happen with that. I'm excited to see Rogue Squadron. Yes. As just a, I think it's just gonna be fun. That's I'm excited my about
0: Ahsoka. I'm excited about Ahsoka and seeing what yeah. Rosario Dawson can do more with her because she's one. She's a phenomenal actress. Two ahsoka this is a side of her we like we are getting to see live action which is really really cool um but uh, we
2: also we also haven't seen as much they they've done a lot to develop her you know as a padawan but now that she's kind of got her feet under her i think it's a really interesting time in her story to explore and to do it in live action i think is so cool
0: very very cool uh, and Disney does not disappoint. That is for sure. They definitely, they've
2: got the money to commit to it. That's <laughs> yeah. For sure.
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think this is a great spot to go ahead and wrap up, uh, Fox, Shane, did either of you have, have any final thoughts before we go ahead and wrap this up?
1: No, I think we're good to call it.
0: Yeah. All right, Fox, you good?
1: I think we are all set.
0: Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. As always, please like, subscribe and follow us wherever you're listening to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. So please like and follow us at DNA pod and on Twitter at NerdDNA pod and on Twitch at NerdDNA DNA podcast. As always, I'm Steve and I was joined tonight with by Shing and Fox. Thank you so much, ladies, for being on the show. This is the DNA Podcast, happy revenge of the fifth.